after. There's some things that you won't get from God until after you do what God said do. If you're looking for it before, it ain't going to happen until after you do what you're supposed to do. Because that's faith. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you've joined us as we continue to look at faith. We're in Hebrews chapter 11. And a good reminder, Pastor, that sometimes God has called us to step out in faith. He has a promise for us. He has a direction for us. And he wants to know, you know, is our faith real? Is this just lip service? Or do you really believe? what you say you believe. And uh, I've got something for you, but man, you got to step out first. Oh yeah, I believe it. I, I usually say it this way, Steve, we have to realize that our talk talks and our walk talks, but our walk talks a lot louder than our talk talks. So we have to walk our walkie. Like we talk our talkie. If we're not going to walk our walk, we got to quit talking the talk. Jesus told Peter, Peter came to Jesus and said, uh, they're wondering why we don't pay our taxes. Uh, we in a heap of trouble now, boss. And Jesus said, listen, here's what I want you to do. Go down to the sea. You'll see a fish. Grab the fish, open up its mouth, pull the coin out, and pay our taxes. What if Peter would have said, I don't believe that. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the fish is going to jump right? out. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. So that God wants us to trust him and to walk by faith. It's a faith walk, not a sight walk. And uh, everything that God does in his economy does not make sense. Okay, I'm giving you a quiz right now. Here it is real quick. Uh, how do you become the leader of all in God's economy? You uh, become a servant. Oh, okay. That's the opposite of the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you become the greatest? You're the least. Okay. Again, opposite. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get over everybody, you've got to do what? Get under. Uh huh. And you want to be the first? Last. Okay. And so you get the idea. Right, right. Yeah. And so this makes sense to me uh, because we walk by faith and not by sight. And so I am obeying even though I don't see it. And uh, that's the great thing about faith. Faith gives you insight into foresight like it's hindsight. Hmm. Well, that's a great definition of faith. And with that, let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. We're looking at verses 8 through 10 today as we begin a message entitled Waiting by Faith. Here is Pastor Ford. All right. What's the longest night of the year? Christmas Eve. Okay. Those who answer, they still got some child in them. Because you know, when we were shorties, the longest night of the year is Christmas Eve. I remember going to bed and and my mama putting me to bed at 9 o'clock because in my day, we went to bed when the street light came on. And you know, I go to bed at 9 o'clock and it seemed like I slept for 40 days and 40 nights. And then I woke up and it was only 1030. (laughs) Somebody know what I'm talking about. And it was like, oh, when is it? And I mean, you already knew what you had if you lived in my house anyway, because we knew all the hiding places, some of the toys we had even played with already. <laughs> but just couldn't wait. Amen. Uh, but it's especially difficult. Why? Because it's hard to wait. 
especially when we live in an instant age. So we want it. We want it. It's like the man who prayed, Lord, give me patience and give it to me right now. And we're like that. Waiting is the hardest thing to do. If you don't believe me, ask a child that you promised some candy but told them to wait. You know that'll work your last nerve because they'll do it. They want to know, when am I getting that candy? You promised me the candy. I know it was just a minute ago. Yeah, but you promised it to me. Ask them. Ask them. It's hard to wait. Ask the pregnant woman who's in her third trimester and has gone through all that craving, pickles and ice cream and all of that, and just waiting for this baby to drop. It's hard to wait. Ask the Christian who God didn't say yes or no, or my grace is sufficient, but said, I'm going to give it to you, but wait for it. It's hard to wait. And most of us, if we're honest, would rather have a flat-out no than to have to have a wait. So we've looked at Abel, the worship of faith, and he tells us that faith, when we worship, is based on what Christ has done, that no one can worship unless they come with the sacrifice that God has asked for. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And so it becomes the basis of our whole worship. And then we saw that Enoch says, if you want to walk with God, there's only one way to do it. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not every other Sunday, not every other month, not every other Wednesday, not in one day and out the next day. Diligently seek him. As the heart pants after the water brook, so my soul pants after you, O oh Lord. That's the kind of people that God wants to reward, not the schmoes. Sunday morning only, folks. Ooh, get quiet. Yeah. Noah witnessing by faith that, that faith sometimes make you look like a fool building a boat thousands of miles away from water talking about something no one has ever seen before, rain, and saying, I don't care. I'm a fool for Jesus. Whose fool are you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he said. Now we've come to Abraham. He's going to demonstrate waiting by faith. Here's a man that waited 25 years for his promise to be fulfilled. Look at your neighbor and say, how long you been waiting? Yeah, I'm sure it isn't 25 years. Yeah, because, because he waited 25 years for his promise to be fulfilled. And part of it, he never saw in his lifetime. And so when we look at this thing, he, he demonstrates to us what it means to wait on Jesus by faith. Now, it's very simple. It, the outline is so simple today, I, I'm almost ashamed to give it uh, because Abraham demonstrates to us how to wait by faith. He demonstrated it in three ways. Verse 8, how he left. Verse 9, how he lived. Verse 10, how he looked. Just a simple outline. Let's walk through it. Notice in the text, he teaches us 
uh, that if we are waiting by faith, uh, then there will be some things that we're leaving because he demonstrates waiting by faith by how he left. Look at the verse. Let me read it again. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. Now remember, Abraham's the father of the faithful. And because what he did was, uh, he believed, he became the pioneer. He was the patriarch. Uh, he was the progenitor even of our faith today. How so? Because Abraham, Genesis 15, 8, believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Now, you don't understand that, but let me tell you the story of Jonathan and David. See if I can get you to understand it. Jonathan and David entered into a covenant. And the Bible says, and Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Now, David loved Jonathan. Jonathan, but it doesn't say that. It's telling us that there's someone who is the initiator of an unconditional love. Jonathan uh, started loving David unconditionally before David started loving Jonathan. As a matter of fact, because of the way of the construction of the Hebrew text, it's letting us know he made the first move to enter into the covenant. Now, when you enter into the covenant, there's always an exchange. But in this covenant, it was only one way. David, a smelly shepherd, a reject in, 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 in Israel, a reject, uh, 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 has the garb of a shepherd. So he cannot get entrance into the palace because he is not a prince. But one of the things it says is that Jonathan gave David his garments, his shield, and, and David donned these and gained access into the palace. Here it is. Here's what righteousness does. That the righteousness of Jesus Christ that he has given to us gives us access that we would not have if we were not clothed in the righteousness of Christ. David goes into the palace and everybody does not see David. They see Jonathan's clothing and they accept David based on Jonathan's clothing. When I walk into the presence of God, he does not see Ford, but he sees me robed in the righteousness of Christ where he as the initiate loved me even when I didn't love myself and took and paid my sin debt and put his righteousness in my account and clothed me in his righteousness so now God doesn't see my sin he sees his son and Abraham is the progenitor of that uh, so in the words quote uh, of a preacher we are related not by blood but by belief, because Galatians chapter 3 and Romans chapter 4 says, all who have faith in Christ are children of Abraham. He believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. So the writer now is going to take us back, way back, back to his pagan days, back to the Ur of the Chaldees. And he lets us know that he was a pagan who worshiped the moon. Jesus went down into Ur, found Abraham, brought him up, brought him out, brought him in, brought him through, took him over, and kept him above. I'm going to show you that in chapter 12 if I get to it. By the way, by the way, clean up your testimony just a little bit. 
Quit telling people you found Jesus. Jesus ain't never been lost. We're the ones who were lost. Luke 19, 10 says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so just tell it like a T.I. is. Listen, okay, so what's the point? Faith is mostly viewed by us as obtaining or getting something from God. So you say, well, you know, uh, I want this, so I got to have faith. I want, I want this, so I have to have faith. And so if I have faith, I can get it. If I have faith, the seed of a mustard seed, I can get it. I can get it. I can get it. News flash, baby Bob. I guess what's going on in here? Faith here becomes a means of giving something up. Now y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to, y'all don't want to get into this. I know, I know, I know. Because all you want is the faith that says I can get. See, let me just say it right now. Do you realize that faith will get you in more trouble than it'll get you out of? Well, we're going to continue to look at that in just a moment with Pastor Ford, but you're listening to a message entitled Waiting by Faith, really a look at Abraham from Hebrews chapter 11. Well, I know you can't always be by your radio to hear each and every broadcast, but you don't have to miss Pastor Ford's teaching. You can always come to our website and sign up to begin podcasting this program, or you can download the Moody Radio app. It's a great way to hear not just treasured truth, but other Moody Radio internet stations on demand when it's convenient for you. So just come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org, click on the app button at the bottom of the homepage, and you'll find more information there. Or you can also go to your favorite app store and search for Moody Radio. It's free. Again, you'll find the links at treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message. Again, here's Pastor Ford. What's going on here? Abraham, leave family, leave friends, leave fortune, leave fame, leave the familiar. Get out of your comfort zone. Give up something. So here, the very first thing he says is, waiting by faith means leaving something, means leaving someone. There's some folk you've got to unfriend, delete from your email, take out of your address book. There's some places you're going to have to give up going. Old habits, old homies, old haunts. Hebrews 12, 1, lay aside the weight, not sin, the weight, the things that are holding you back, keeping you from the promises that God has made for you. I want you to notice something. Notice the preposition. Get this. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after, that's the pivotal preposition. Abraham. I have an inheritance for you, but you can't get it now. You can only get it after you leave. See, if you're here and your blessing is there, two more prepositions, then you won't get it here. You got to go there. There's no way you can stay here and call here there. And when you get there, then you're not there anymore. You're here. Oh, you'll get it when you go home. So then, here's what he's saying to him. Well, let me just read this to you. Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. 
Yeah, everything's not carte blanche. Some of it is conditional. After. There's some things that you won't get from God until after you do what God said do. If you're looking for it before, it ain't going to happen until after you do what you're supposed to do. Because that's faith. We want to change it. We walk by sight, not by faith. <laughs> no, no. You're not going to get what God has for you until you give up what God wants you to give up, okay? I don't know what's stressing you, but what you ought to do is let what's stressing you start blessing you. Say, what are you talking about? Because anytime you have a problem, you ought to know that that's an opportunity for God to change into his Superman outfit, go into his telephone booth of omnipotence and break forth with that S on his chest, sovereign over every situation, sitting on a throne, satisfied with the work of Jesus Christ, supplying every need that you have. This is a job uh, faster than a speeding bullet, flying higher than a tall building. Who is it? It's Savior Jesus. Mm. Uh, let me say it this way. God can't take you to until he first takes you from. And that's why you don't have what God has for you. He already said yes, but you won't let go. Sugar Bay, you remember when we put John out in the summertime and we heard him hollering and screaming and went out there and he would say, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt me, it hurt me. And we said, what's hurting you, what's hurting you? In my hand, in my hand, in my hand. And so he wouldn't let go. And so, and so I had to pry his hands open. When I pried his hand open, it flew away. Boom, I hit it, went down, stomped on it. It was a wasp. Now remember, a bumblebee can sting you one time, that's it. But a wasp can sting you over. His poor little hand was all. And, and this, is, this is what I thought. Why would he be holding on so tightly to that which was causing him all that pain? You know why? Because he just didn't know any better. Captured by what was giving him pain. And I'm telling you this so that you will know that sometimes Yahweh must take his sovereign Jehovistic hand and pry open the stuff in our hand that we won't let go of. See, you won't leave her so he has her leave you. You won't leave him so he has him leave you. Hmm. We're missing out because we won't let go. See, you ever heard the phrase, sometimes it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time. Well, can I change that? Because I don't believe that. I believe that it's a matter of being in the God place at the God time. <laughs> That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Turn to John chapter 21. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. We done studied this passage plenty of times. John chapter 21. Now, verse 1 tells us uh, that Jesus showed himself 
Then it tells us that uh, disciples, verse 2 and 3, Peter said, I go a fishing. The tense is Eris. So here's what it tells us. Peter decided that he's going back to fishing, not for a day. No, 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 no. He's going back to his fishing business. He's leaving ministry and going back to something that was familiar. I'm going to turn my back on God because ministry is too hard. I'm going to turn my back on God because folk that I'm trying to minister to don't act right. I'm leaving ministry. I'm giving it up because I can't deal with the pain. And what happens? Jesus comes and gets him like he always does. So they fish all night. You got to read it for yourself. It says, uh, it says uh, 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 verse 3, they went a fishing. They said unto him, we also go with thee. See, it shows you the influence of leadership. Peter influenced people for good, but he also influenced them for bad. And then what happened? They said, we go with you. Now, Matthew, you collect money. What you doing going fishing? You don't know about no fish. Well, if Peter's going fishing, I'm going fishing. Peter's my homie. He's my road dog, and I'm going to roll with him. They went forth and into a ship immediately, and that night they caught how much? Nothing. Then Jesus came. He said, children, remember we talked about that? I'm so glad that no matter how far I fall, I never cease being a child of God. And then what happens? He says, have you any meat? Here's what he's saying. Is what you doing working? Is, is what you doing, is, is that helping you any? No. You, you, you left me for this, but it didn't do you any good. You working more, but you got, you got holes in your pocket. You trying to keep the relationship together your way instead of Yahweh, and it ain't working for you. Then he said this, throw your net on the other side. Well, we're going to discover what happened when the disciples threw their net on the other side of the boat when this message continues. But maybe that's where you're at today. You've walked away from your faith because things just didn't go as planned. You're striving to get ahead on your own without Jesus, but it's just not working. Well, take advantage of this moment to hear the call of Jesus. And if you have questions or would like to get in touch about how to follow Jesus, would you let us know when you come to Treasure Truth Radio? Org. Well, you're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor James Ford Jr. And whether you consider yourself a veteran student of the Bible or a novice, all of us need help to learn more. And we want to encourage you as you follow after Christ. So Moody Publishers offers a great collection of resources on a wide variety of topics, including a number of books by Pastor Ford. And when you agree to become one of our monthly partners by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, you're going to have immediate access to any resource offered by Moody Publishers at a 50% discount. Now, there's no waiting around for a coupon to come in the mail or pouring over a catalog just waiting for an interesting item to come along. As a monthly partner, your 50% discount applies to everything in the store. So to become a monthly partner today and start receiving your discount, Call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. And thanks for giving generously and sacrificially to make this ministry possible. Again, to become a monthly partner, call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios. Be listening next week when Pastor Ford returns at the same time with the conclusion of the message. 
Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.